Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. And we have a great show for you today because actor Bill Allen is here to talk about his unusual acting career, which includes starring in the 1985 cult film Rad and the new release Heroes of Dirt. You know, both movies involve BMX racing, and Bill's experience also includes roles in films or working with uh, the likes of Robert Altman and Oliver Stone, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Brandon Lee, and Lou Diamond Phillips, plus appearances in many independent films and even in an episode of TV's Breaking Bad. We'll hear from Bill right after we find out if our producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr, is ready to help with the show. Nikki, are all systems go in the chat room? They are, and we are very ready for this. We sure are. We've been looking forward to it. And thanks, Nikki, and we really appreciate the people who sign up to chat, as well as all our other listeners. And we appreciate Bill Allen for dropping by today. It's the first time we've ever interviewed an underground superstar. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Bill. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. That's too kind. <laughs> it's great to have you with us. You know, we have a lot of questions for you, and I, if you don't mind, I, I know we're going to be talking a lot about Rad and Heroes of Dirt, but I wanted to um, ask a little bit about your uh, background. Why did you decide to become an actor? Uh, boy, it was kind of a, a very fortunate accident. I had a little experience in high school, and uh, I had a second cousin whom I'd never met when I was about 19 years old, and he was getting together uh, money to do a movie about a jockey that would take place in Kentucky, and he actually mm-hmm. hired me to play the lead role in this film, and he hired people like... Tab Hunter and Juanita Moore and Jose Ferrer and Miguel Ferrer, uh, a couple of uh, Jose's sons. And you know, next thing I know, I'm on a film set in Kentucky, of all places, starring uh, as a jockey in this kind of sweeping motion picture about a horse racer. And uh, they called up their cousin, uh, Miguel and Rafael did. Uh, cousin George came down from Cincinnati. The, that was George Clooney's first experience on the movie <laughs> set. So uh, that little movie was not only my entree into show business, but George's. And it kind of both got us out here right about the same time. Oh, my gosh. And, that, uh, uh, and who, who was the, d- the director of that film? 
The director was a guy by the name of Theodore Coons. Like I said, he was a cousin of mine whom I'd never met, so I didn't even know oh. of his existence. And then my brother, who was graduating SMU, needed a job, and my mother called Ted up and said, my boy needs a job in show business. And it just so happened that he was in pre-production for this movie, so he brought him in to help with that. And uh, then my brother recommended me to be the actor for the still pictures, and so I actually became the still uh, model and then became the lead actor after I got that job. So it was, it was miraculous on a lot, a lot of different levels. Well, and, and you were not unhappy about that because you did, as you mentioned, you, you did do some uh, work in uh, drama in school, in, in middle school or junior high and in, in high school, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, I had some experience, but only in theater. So to be cast in a motion picture was was beyond my comprehension and probably abilities at the time, but I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I was just happy to be part of the crowd. Oh, that that must have been an exciting time for you. And, and so that was your first uh, first uh, motion picture experience. And, and but what do you consider your uh, your big your really your big break? Hello. He just got disconnected. Hopefully, he calls back. Oh, that's that's too bad. I'm I'm trying to uh, see if we can if we can get him back. I I I think he probably will. Call, yeah, I'm sure uh, will, call back. I think he he will call back, and I'm hoping <laughs> that he says his big big break is rad because that's what we want to. <laughs> that's what we want to I mean, want to talk, talk about rad. I, yeah, I was 11 it, years old when it came out. I haven't watched were, it since then. And then I just watched the preview of it before we did the show. Like the preview is hysterical. They're like, um, he he goes, uh, Paperboy turned hero. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> It's so just like you, this cult classic of so 80s, you know. So 80s. Oh, I know. I, I I know that it was. I think I think we have. I think oh, we there have it back. <laughs> oh my God. What did What did I miss? That's all. Just that's what fact, you missed. But well, and also the fact what, that I loved. Okay, so I haven't seen it since I was 11, and then I was watching the trailer recently. Dude, okay. the trailer is hysterical. Like um, Paperboy turns hero, and then this is such a great movie. The girl from Full House says, you know, oh, it's so funny. Right, it's, so it's, it's pretty, it. uh, pretty iconic, and and, and pretty. Uh, it was beat with an '80s stick pretty hard. So, oh, <laughs> like if anybody <laughs> asked me what were the '80s like, all I have to do is say, "Watch Rad." Like that was this, right? The, the big hair, the, the shoulder pads. Oh yeah, the, yeah, your, the and, denim, everything, the color of the denim, and it. and just how everybody was kind of like innocent but trying to be edgy, right? Right. I don't know. It yeah, was, we we yeah. were we were beyond innocent back in those but days you, compared to what. To be edgy, what's going okay, on so now. like I listen to metal. Come on, right. but I mean it's not like the metal I listen to now, you know. Right. So, exactly. Anyways, yeah, we thought we thought uh, spandex was uh, edgy back then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> or you know, my my edgy thing was leg warmers, by the way. Okay. Hot. Or socks. Or socks squished down. Oh, boy. Okay, you know, because yeah. that was that was big and hot, and yeah. and thank goodness I have really naturally curly hair, so my hair was out. huge. <laughs> like it's bigger than my face. My hair went up. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. 
it was. Then I oh went around, which was fun. But anyway, so the trailer, I, I just, it's been a while since I saw it, and it, it would, like, set such a precedence. I wish people would do that now who make movies, like, have fun with it. Right. The way y'all did, and yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad it, you're back. It, it's very self-deprecating. And, and it was awesome, but that makes it so much more <laughs> loving and wonderful because it was. Right. Well, so your, fans yourself, <laughs> Bill, your fans are everywhere. Bill, your fans are everywhere. That's awesome. I love to hear it. You know that 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 movie kind of uh, took hold in a lot of places and a lot of people's hearts. So I'm so happy to be a part of it. Well, uh, uh, no wonder that you, when you wrote your uh, autobiography, you t- uh, titled it My Rad Career. And, of course, uh, before you were um, cut off, I had asked, what do you consider your big break? And I, I told uh, Nikki, I said, I hope he says uh, rad <laughs> so we can talk well, about rad. Well, that was the most, uh, I guess, visible role. But I would say that jockey movie would be my break. You know, it kind of plucked me from obscurity, gave me a few dollars, got me out to Los Angeles with a SAG card and an acting coach. So that was, you know, not a worldwide uh, acting uh, break or, or move, but it, it certainly got me on my way. Yes, it so, certainly so, so did. So a little, encur- a little encouragement can go a long way. It doesn't have to happen on a world stage. That can come later or not at all. Right, right. Well, how did you get that role of uh uh, Crew Jones in Rad. Well, I had moved out to Los Angeles in about 1984, I would say, and started working in TV pretty soon after that. So I had done some episodic things, Hotel and Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, and then I did an episode of Hill Street Blues that Hal Needham actually saw the night it aired and then saw again the night that he was getting ready to cast that role. So mm. it yeah, it was kind of uh, serendipitous that he brought me in, and I think he had pretty much decided already to cast me in the role by the time I'd gotten into the office. So it was a very short audition process, and the next thing you know, I'm in Canada shooting the movie, so I really didn't have time to do much bike riding or, or preparation. I just kind of had to pack my bags and go. <laughs> so you weren't you weren't a, a BMX biker? When you, uh, I was when you... not uh, at the time at all. I I was not a bike owner or a bicyclist. I I knew how to ride a bike, <laughs> just barely, <laughs> and it wasn't really necessary. I think we're cut off again. Well, there he is. Okay. Bill. Bill, are are you there now? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, we can. I'm so sorry that. Uh, that I'm sorry. Getting... I don't know if I'm hitting my mute button, but what I was going to say is, is uh, it wasn't necessary for me to become a world-class bicyclist by the time I got to Canada because they had the world's best stunt people doubling for me. Okay, oh, so yes. just so you know, you just crushed me. I oh, seriously sorry, thought please. of you. It's all right. I'm so it's sorry, okay. But it's the truth. I should have known. I should have known, but in my mind, you were the man. You know what I mean? I thought that. And I thought, wow, they got this guy that can ride BMX like he does, and he can act, too. <laughs> You're awesome. No, we had to wait for Heroes of Dirt to that, uh, for that to okay. happen. Uh, well, I then was, you I re- simp- All right, you redeemed it. That's good, then. <laughs> I was simply an actor that they would pull out of the trailer long enough to make out with Lori Lachlan and then send right? me right back to the trailer. Yeah, so I, I, oh, was, the stunt, I was the stunt lift guy. <laughs> 
Well, tell tell people a little bit about your uh, char- the character that you played, Crew Jones, because that that role, I mean mm-hmm. that that name has uh, <laughs> stood you in good stead. I, some of this, uh, yeah, yeah, some was, of this. Was, imper- I kind of I kind of liken it to like uh, Frankie and Annette on bicycles. I mean, it was kind of a simple love story. Uh, about a small town kid who gets an opportunity to race in a, a huge uh, kind of a media event uh, race, and through kind of uh, nefarious means almost, he ends up winning the race. And and so it was kind of a rags to riches story, kind of a Rocky type underdog story. And because it all took place on BMX bicycles, the kids went crazy for mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and it kind of introduced the sport to the world for the first time. Mm-hmm. So because it was uh, tied in with a nice little love story with the gorgeous Lori Loughlin, it was something that, that the family could enjoy and, and people would watch again and again and not just fast forward to the action sequences. They seemed to really enjoy the whole film. For me, it was like Karate Kid BMX. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it it's was. a really nice, simple action yep. film with not unencumbered by, by, mm-hmm. by, by the world's problems, you know, mm-hmm. industrial pollution and nuclear waste. It's it's just it's a simple little love story, you know, and and good kind of triumphing over evil and, and, and mm-hmm. follow your dreams and all these things that we've seen a, a lot before, but because it was staged in the BMX world, that really set it apart. I, uh, would you tell um, some of our listeners may not know what BMX means? So what what yeah. does BMX stand for? BMX you know? actually stands for bicycle motocross, and in its purest form, bicycle motocross is the type of uh, sport they practice in the Olympics, where it's a track that's got hills and berms. So that's the racing aspect of it. There's different styles. You've got street, where the guys are bouncing off walls and rails and fire hydrants. So that's your street riding that you see kids doing literally in the street. And then you've got skate park, where they're in the, the like, pool-type uh, obstacle courses. And, and then you've got ramp riding, where they've got these ramps that can go up 10, 12 feet high and even much higher. So now these guys are hitting ramps and getting 20, 30 feet in the air in some mm. instances. And then you have freestyle, which is what I'm studying now, which is more like bicycle ballet, more like what they did in the uh, high school dance sequence in RAD, where you're jumping up on your bike, you're doing cherry pickers, you're doing frame stands, you know, and it can all be done in a very small little course or, or, or stage, but uh, it definitely involves kind of dancing with your bicycle. Oh, I love that that scene. It uh, it is on YouTube, and I mm-hmm. I watch it uh, every chance I get because I think it's so well photographed, and and just it, it it just looks beautiful. And that send in an angel, send me an angel, that that music is just just perfect. And uh, I do commend uh, Hal Needham for putting that into that into that film. I I'd never heard of bicycle dancing before. <laughs> I, I'm a dance, uh, avid uh, dancer and fan, so that that really appealed to me. That movie, just as you mentioned, resonated with the youngsters. I'm sure there are a lot of youngsters that tried 
some of the stunts and and they didn't didn't succeed. I, I was reading a little bit of background information in that, but it certainly uh, struck a note with with them. And I, I guess it's had parodies on American Dad and The Tonight Show, and uh, there are fake Crew Jones Twitter and Facebook accounts. And I, I guess uh, children are even uh, male and female have even been named crew. <laughs> and I mean, it just took off and just became sort of a worldwide sensation. So uh, congratulations for, you know, the work that you did in that and uh, the success that that movie had, although I don't think it was a success when it was first released. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it was a quick release and, like you said, it didn't do well at the box office initially, but really found its legs on home video, like a lot of movies did. But because of the novel aspect of it, the BMX, and the fact that kids would go out and rent this movie again and again, not only because they liked the movie, but they were learning the tricks at the same time. So it, it took a place in their cultural world, but also their their athletic world. So I've met thousands of athletes who uh, got their start watching Rad and and kind of patterning their life and getting a, a paper route of all things, which is what the lead character did. I mean, so it really struck a chord, and not just here, but all over the world. I hear from fans, you know, from every part of the world now who, who are still watching that movie and, and playing it for their kids. So... Uh, it's easy to see what set it apart, which is the BMX. But it, what you couldn't foresee is that people are still talking about it uh, 30 years later, and now we've got Heroes of Dirt coming out, the next generation BMX movie, and people are just hungry for it. So it, it's really nice to have that legacy. Yes, it is. And um you uh, have a part in Heroes of Dirt, and uh, I, I wonder what uh, you, if you could tell us about the, the type of character you play in Heroes of Dirt. Okay, well, if you're familiar with Rad, I, I basically play the Talia Shire part. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Rad, uh, the premise of the movie is my son in the movie is an up-and-coming BMXer who wants uh -huh. to race in, in a big event that's coming up, and I'm the parent that gives him pushback and tells him nobody's ever made a dime racing BMX, and what are you doing? You need to go work at the beer factory. You know, typical dad thing. It's like get get money coming in. You can worry about your hobby later. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of the obstacles that Finn, the lead Cooper, has to overcome is parental disapproval uh, and uh society disapproval the 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 locals kind of think of him as a punk bmxer and the cops are down on his case and and he's and he's doing these little you know petty misdemeanor crimes just just riding his bike in the wrong place and and kind of going down the wrong road eventually he becomes a mentor to a real hardened street kid and it's through bmx that they kind of bond and are able to use that to overcome some of their own obstacles. And it's a great action-adventure story also, so it's kind of got a, a lot for everybody. But at the core of it is BMX and the brotherhood that that creates. 
And some great stunts I, I hear. I've been reading some uh, some of the uh, reaction to it. That uh, who all was uh, were these people that were brought back who who appeared in Rad? No, I was the only person involved in Rad that that worked on Here's a Dirt that I I know of. Uh, it's such a young uh, kind of sport that that it it requires people in their early 20s to be able to do these kind of stunts generally. And it was a racing movie or or, or a dirt competition movie, rather. So uh, the thing that's unique about the film that separates it from Rad or or most movies is that the lead character is an actor who actually rides BMX. Joel Moody is actually a very, very gifted and, and... adept athlete so you've got a lot of scenes of him actually riding and showing his protege how to do a wheelie and and all these things and it's all him so uh that lends an air of authenticity to it that that i couldn't bring to the role of crew jones and so uh i think audiences require that now of their leading guys they don't want to see stunt people so much they want to see tom cruise strapped to the outside of a jet they want to see joel moody actually doing these stunts so it's it's pretty uh advanced as far as that goes as far as letting the lead actor actor doing most of his own stunts that's a good point i i think you're you're right about that uh it was released september 4th Uh, was there a, a premiere that you attended there was a premiere, and uh, I think it's winding down. It's uh, run in theaters now. We're getting ready for the VOD release on December 8th, but we had a wonderful premiere in Glendale, and we had some freestyle writers. Uh, my mentor, Martin Aparejo, and his buddy in crime, uh, Eddie Fiola, and Coit McIntyre, some world-class BMX athletes out there at the pre-show and then I'm a musician also so I put together a little band for the after party and uh it was a it was a really special event. You you just don't get to see a lot of great stunts before a a, a premiere often. It was really special. Oh, I'm so glad that it that it went well and I'll I'll be very happy when it um goes uh, uh, to an outlet that I that I can I, I can watch it because I'm very very eager to uh, to see that and we we should spend some time on your fascinating autobiography my rad career and I understand why you why you called it that but what was your biggest challenge in writing a memoir um like that uh, I, I have written two memoirs, uh, and I know that it's it's not easy. So, but what was your biggest challenge? Well, I guess giving myself permission to tell the tough stories that that I mm-hmm. didn't really feel comfortable getting out there, but I didn't feel authentic talking about my life and leaving huge important chunks out of it. So, right. I really needed to just get okay with with any fallout that may come and kind of experience it in my mind before it ever happened. And the fallout never came. That was a strange thing. The, 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 the most bizarre and and outside stories I could put out there. Nobody has even mentioned to me. They just go, Hey man, great book, great ride. That was fun. And so I think uh, I had it built up in my mind that it was going to be much more momentous than it was these revelations, and uh, I think people have a pretty high tolerance level. They've heard pretty much everything right now. What they appreciate is honesty, 
and yes. going, it hasn't all been roses, you know, it's or limousines. There's there's been a lot of tough times that that are interspersed in in these you know lives that 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 seem great from the outside, but it's it's really a struggle wherever you're at. So you know, I just wanted to let people know that. You know, if they're a fan of mine or, or they're a follower, that's great. But you, you have to know the other side of it too. Well, that's that's very true. I certainly agree with you about ma- making a decision about what what actually to include and what to exclude. But whatever you include, you have to be honest about it. And what was the the hardest thing? That you that you had to include in your book. Well, I go into a lot of depth uh, about my friend Brandon Bruce Lee, who died on the set of The Crow about 23 years ago. And, oh. Uh, we were roommates and, and very best friends, and and so to watch him, not literally. I mean, I was on the set a few hours after he he died, but uh, to see his career cut short in such a oh, just a cavalier way. Uh, made me question uh, my place in the business and if I wanted to be a part of it anymore. So soon afterwards, I kind of bugged out to New Mexico uh, and became part of a spiritual community out there and and just Mm -hmm. kind of need to get my head on straight. And coincidentally, there was kind of a happening film and television industry happening in New Mexico at the time and, and so today. So I started doing film and TV work out there, and actually on the set of, uh, what was that show, Lazarus Man with Robert Urich, I ended up working with and meeting the guy who shot Brandon Lee on the set of The Crow. So it's like I bugged out to New Mexico to kind of get away from that, and and then I had to really confront it in, in a way that I never expected or probably ever would have had at a state in Los Angeles that time, for that time, so it was very much a me kind of running away from the business and and going out there to heal up, and then I kind of rediscovered the business and rediscovered myself and and reconnected with my wife out there, you know. So it was a very magical time, and I'm glad I did it. But it, it kind of took me out of the loop as far as the Los Angeles scene for a while, mm-hmm. even though I was working more as an actor in New Mexico than I was here for a while. Well, it's uh, it certainly uh, was a, a difficult thing for you for you to go through, and it sounds like you handled it in a in a very uh, positive manner. And um, but kind of going to the other extreme, because your sense of humor sort of shines through in my rad career. What what was the most uh, fun thing to include in your book? Oh man. Well, I, I love talking about the band days. You know, I was uh, a touring musician with Lou Diamond Phillips, who's an old friend of mine. And uh, after Rad, we started gigging as a blues band all around the country and, and touring with Billy Ray Cyrus and, and playing Farm Aid and, and doing these ridiculous gigs that I wouldn't say we didn't deserve them. I'm just saying we got kicked up the ladder pretty quickly because of Lou's fame, you know, and, and all of a sudden we're now touring out of Nashville and, and, and hanging with country music stars, and it was just, it was surreal and, and 
fun and and everybody should try it at least once <laughs> and then get away from it but yeah so so I love kind of letting the fans in on on that aspect of it and and talking about some of the jobs that that they may not have even realized I did like breaking bad or or some of the movies that I got to to play on so uh I, I tend to disappear a little bit into the role, so I think people may have even seen me and don't even know that was the guy from Rad. You know. That's right, and and uh, hold that thought because um, we're going to hear a couple of brief messages from some uh, loyal uh, listeners. And while you're listening, think about um, leaving Rad out of the picture. Uh, among your many movie roles, which were your favorites and why? So, so when we come back, uh, that's mm-hmm. that's what we'll talk about. Okay. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters. Listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Attic Headquarters. And now back to our feature. much nancy and steve for those fun promos and dear listeners be sure to check out nancy's very funny comedy concept show right here on blog talk radio each monday and friday morning at 10:30 eastern time i'm kind of addicted to that show and another entertaining show you should check out is the mom and pop shop radio show hosted by mr showbiz himself George Bettinger. It airs over there on Dreamstream Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And don't forget all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network here on BTR. There's something for everyone in the Wacko wheelhouse. Now, back to Bill Allen. Bill, have you been thinking about uh, among your many movie roles, which are your favorites? I'm going to run through your movies that you've made. If I leave anything out before you answer, so uh, when you answer, you can, you can straighten me out. Of course, we know about Rad, Heroes of Dirt, The Vigilante, The Quiet Ones, Brothers, My One and Only, Felon. A West Texas children's story, The Astronaut Farmer, Sioux City, Dangerous Touch, Hard Time Romance, Born on the Fourth of July, Streamers, and They're Off, and The Ransom. So that I, do you think I got them all, Bill? Uh, I don't know that you got them all, but you got the ones that I'm willing to talk about, I think. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. The so one what, that what, springs out you know, yeah. as you go through the list. That makes my heart sing is is I got to work with the great Robert Altman uh, right after the Jockey movie in Dallas, and uh, it was a movie called Streamers, and it was a, basically a Broadway uh, play that was filmed, and so that's just one of those serendipitous times where you actually get to meet and work with one of your heroes, and they're nicer than you expect them to be. And he kind of took a special interest in me one day and had me sit beside him as a, as he directs. Oh. 
And and so I was just knocked out not only by his humility but his kindness and his encouragement. He was towards the end of his run, and I was just starting mine. And that kind of pat on the back from somebody you admire so much, uh, I'm still I'm still reeling from it. Oh, no wonder. And I'm so jealous of you because Robert Altman is one of my all-time favorite directors and that's uh and you and you picked you picked a good one there what about your tv uh experiences uh, you have almost as many there as the movies hill street blues hotel amazing stories outlaws o'hara family ties a stoning in fulham county china that, that beach was brad that was yeah a young brad pitt uh we were shooting that in north carolina and we played like three or four members of a little gang, a little clique. And I look on the call sheet to see who the other players were, and I see the other guy that I'm playing with is this kid named Brad Pitt. I've never seen him before. And, uh, you know, call him up, hey, we should get together uh, and talk a little bit and hang. And I knock on his door, and 23-year-old Brad Pitt opens the door, you know, like an Adonis, okay? And my <laughs> first thought is, I, just, I had just crashed a, 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 an audition to play James Dean in a James Dean biopic at the time, and I made a fool out of myself. Oh. And so I was just coming off that. And I, he opens the door, and the first thing out of my mouth was, how was the James Dean audition? Because I knew he had to have gone in on the same thing. He was James Dean standing right in front of me. And he's like, oh, it went really great. I think I got the part. And I'm like, of course you did. You're Brad Pitt. Just Nobody yes. knew it at the Nobody knew it at this time. So. Uh, actually, uh, I was I was kind of very impressed by his talent. Uh, I could see even in this kind of small TV movie that you can see on Netflix, The Stoning in Fulham County. There's a scene towards the end that they wrote in for him where you go, "Oh, a star is born." Oh my gosh! It's so yeah, you 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 really have had a quite an unusual acting acting career, and uh, you're and are you thinking about? Uh, Doing some uh, movies in the future? Are you working in any other uh, any uh, any other film projects? Yeah, I've I've written a movie uh, with Lou Diamond Phillips about our good friend Brandon Lee, and and we're planning to get that made in the, in the next year. And I'm in preparation for my next movie uh, that I star in, so I'll be back on a BMX bike. And that that script is in development right now. But we've got the financing, and we've got uh, the whole team ready to go. So I'm training as soon as I get off the phone to you in Huntington Beach with uh, my coach, Martin Aparejo, who was one of my stunt guys on RAD, and uh, I'm back on the bike. Actually, I'm on the bike for the first time. I'm actually learning how to ride. All right. It's about time, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> a little late, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, where, do you have a title for the, for the, for the film? No, yeah. I don't. I don't right now. It's it's kind of a working title that we're not ready to talk about yet. But, okay. but we're yeah, we're pretty far along in the development, and I'm I'm getting farther along in my training. Well, keep me posted on that, and we'll do uh, when that's when you're ready to talk about that, we'll hope that you will uh, that you will come back and and visit with us. And I um, don't want to wind things up until you tell our listeners where. They can get a copy of your uh, wonderful uh, autobiography, My Rad Career. Oh, you're too kind. Uh, you can go to MyRadCareer.com or BillAllenRad.net. You can look me up on Facebook, on Twitter. My handle is 
at Bill Slim Allen. Same for Instagram and Periscope. Okay, so so there's no excuse for your fans not not <laughs> not ordering your book. Is there anything else that you would would like to add um, before we wrap things up, Bill? I sure would. Uh, I executive produced and played on a CD that I'm very proud of, a Texas music legend by the name of Bugs Henderson, passed away a couple years ago. Oh. He's of the Stevie Ray Vaughan, Billy Gibbons era and, and generation, and as talented as any guitarist I've ever seen. We became good friends through the years, and he passed away about two years ago. So uh, some friends of mine got together and put a, a studio album together that's chock full of rock stars and studio gods the title of the cd is called the king of clubs the king of clubs a musical tribute to bugs henderson and you can find that on cd baby or amazon the king of clubs okay dear listeners be sure to check uh, the king of clubs out on uh, cd baby and where else bill amazon amazon and on amazon well, you are just uh, a delight to talk with, Bill, and I'm so impressed with everything that you're you're doing. But it is time to wrap things up, and thank you, Bill, for being thank such you. a terrific guest today. And before ending the show, I want to remind everyone about our Best Film President event, and you might even want to enter this, Bill. It's not too late to send in your vote for the actor you think should be named the best president in a movie. Now, for the past two elections that we've held, Harrison Ford has won, so I don't know whether he's going to get a third term or not. But just send your vote and an email to me at realtalk, that's R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K, at comcast.net by September 30th. And then as a thank you for voting... I will place your name in a random drawing for a free copy of my award-winning Life at the Movies memoir, Confessions of a Movie Addict. You know, uh, as a, if you're a movie addict and you're listening to this show, it's your duty to vote in this important election, and the contenders are Harrison Ford in Air Force One, Bill Pullman in Independence Day, Henry Fonda in Failsafe, Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact, Polly Bergen in Kisses for My President, Kevin Klein in Dave, Jeff Bridges in The Contender, Peter Sellers in Dr. Strangelove, Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks, Michael Douglas in The American President, Danny Glover in 2012, Stephen Colbert in Monsters vs. Aliens, I'm losing my breath, and last but not least, Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln. So be sure to send your vote in to Realtalk at Comcast.net by September 30th. This is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to Nikki Starr, our producer extraordinaire, who does so many wonderful things to make sure Movie Attic Headquarters happen. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time to hear celebrated Hollywood author Lori Jacobson discuss Hollywood Haunted, her entertaining and enlightening book that covers more than 100 years of ghostly goings-on in Hollywood. This should be a great show to help us get in the mood for Halloween. And then on October 13th, filmmaker David Spaltrow will make a return visit, this time to discuss his new horror movie, In the Dark, which is a very scary film about 
demonic possession. And then on October 20th, we'll be revisiting the great Barry Bostwick's interview about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So as you can tell, your listeners, we have some exciting shows coming up for October. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. Now, because Bill Allen is an underground superstar, here's Kevin Costner and his Modern West band to take us out with I Feel Like Superman. Everything from 1 to 14 